Thanks for tuning in today. You're listening to Educate for Life Radio down here in Southern California. We're on K-Praise 1210 AM as well as FM 106.1 in North County. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and my website's educateforlife.org. And today we're talking about school choice. If you have, if you know anything about school choice, it means a lot of things to a lot of different people, but it's a movement that is gaining speed and gaining ground. And there are more and more students that are engaging in school choice. Uh, the exciting thing about it uh, COVID really had a big impact on the education system as schools shut down. More and more people have been looking at alternatives to standard uh, public schools just because there seems to be, uh, for a lot of kids, a real uh, gaping hole in their education since COVID happened. And so uh, lots of people have been exploring uh, different options. And I've always been passionate about school choice because um, I believe that it's the key in, in improving the education system and helping kids to really um, get the education they need all across the board. My guest today is Michael Alexander, and he is the founder uh, of uh, the website and, and the movement in California, uh, which is California, the California School Choice Foundation. And uh, Michael, I just want to thank you for being on the program today. Hey, it's my pleasure, and thank you for having me on. It's a, it's a, it's a privilege and an opportunity to talk to you and to parents all over this state about the crisis in California schools. Well, tell us about that. I, I mean, um, what was the <clears throat> impetus for you getting involved with the school choice movement, and uh, why are you so passionate about this? What's going on with education in California? Well, my own uh, involvement in school choice uh, goes back uh, decades. Uh, you know, I, uh, I've always had my children in private schools because of the problems with quality, uh, with discipline, with safety, and a number of issues. In other words, the same issues that every parent faces in California each day. Uh, back in the early 90s, the last time we tried to, to do school choice, I was a vigorous advocate uh, uh, on, on behalf of school choice. But my real uh, impetus is it comes from uh, the freedom and, and the right of the primary right of parents, both natural and divine, to educate and to morally form their own children without interference from the state. And when we look at what schools are more than any play, anything else, they take your money at gunpoint. Uh, it's called taxes. And then they take your kids. So they take your money, put it into school. They take your kids. They teach them what they want if they teach them anything. And uh, then tell you if you don't like it, well, you have school choice right now. You could take your kids uh, out of this public school and put them, uh, send them to Harvard Westlake or some other private school, except for they have your money. So we need to drop the con here. And, and, and if there's anything that irritates me, it's to listen to these uh, uh, defenders of the indefensible talk about uh, how, how objectionable public funding of private schools is. Well, let's stop right there. There's no such thing as public funding of anything. They take our money, route it through their post office box, send out a government check and call it public funding. You are always and in every instance privately funding everything in this state, including your uh, your children's education. That's why we always say it, it, it's your you know it, it's your children, it's your money, and it ought to be your choice. 
So, you know, I share with millions of parents their concern uh, uh, about their children's education. But go ahead. I'll let you ask a few questions or yeah, I can yeah. go on for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't pull any punches. That's for sure. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Neither do they. <laughs> that's right. So, well, I, I love what you're talking about. A lot of parents are and students are completely unaware of school choice, especially if they live in California, because there's been such right. a, an effort to essentially uh, silence any opinions about school choice or that movement. Um, even though you have states like Florida and Arizona, which are uh, going full tilt school school choice and are giving incredible mm -hmm. opportunities um, to them. You yes. know, a lot of people, a lot of people don't know this, um, but I want to, I want you for our listeners to explain this that this is not a partisan issue. This is something that everybody no. on, on both sides of the fence can um, get on board with. Can you explain school choice in, in layman's terms for our, our uh, listeners who may not know what that is? Thank you. Uh, and first of all, uh, for your listeners, the place to go is californiaschoolchoice.org. californiaschoolchoice.org. There's a full range of materials there. You will see that we have a wide range of educational issues that we're dealing with, helping parents to opt out of these, uh, uh, these things they like to call sex ed, uh, you know, uh, perversion uh, class 101, uh, uh, helping them, help homeschoolers to access other resources, know what their rights are and so forth. But probably the biggest and most significant policy initiative that we're supporting is our plan to place on the November 2022 general election ballot, statewide ballot, a school choice initiative. Now, we call it the Educational Freedom Act, and it has four key features. Number one, it will create what is known as an education savings account. ESA is sometimes known for every K through 12 child in the state of California. Number two, that account will annually be credited for each child in every family, each child, the child's pro rata share, that is his percentage of the, of the overall amount of money spent under what is known as Proposition 98. And that's a basic school funding mechanism in California. And that amount is currently $12,500 per year. Wow. Number three, the parents, not the politicians, will be able to direct that money to a participating school. Now, it can be the existing public or charter school or, listen to this, an accredited private or parochial or religious, known as a religious school, and number uh, that's four. Un, that's, uh, before, sorry about that. That's unheard yeah. of in California. To uh, there is no there is no private school choice in California. I mean, we have charter oh, no. schools and so forth, but there's nothing like no. that. No, we, the uh, yeah, number four. Let me come back to and this is the most important thing: is that any money left over can be saved and used, Kevin, for college, vocational training, or other approved educational expense. So yeah, it's complete freedom. It doesn't discriminate for or against anybody. It's pure American, it's logical, and it's long, long overdue. And you're quite right uh, when you say there's no, no school choice in California, as we know it. Uh, you know, now, you do have the choice. 
if you have a heck of a lot of money or you're willing to sacrifice everything else in your life, like so many parents and families do, well, then you have a choice. Or if you got a lot of money, you could buy a house and pay an extra million or $2 million to live in San Marino or Palos Verdes or the West Side where all the rich folks live, well, then you have the choice. Mm. So what you and I are trying to do here, Kevin, is to make sure that every family has the choices that rich families already have, right? And, and this, is because- why this, is, this is why this is a nonpartisan issue. So, yes. um, you know, a lot of this is coming from a lot of conservatives uh, have been, have been um, you know, Shouting, shouting about this and talking about this, but this is something that Democrats want just as much as any any conservatives or Republicans. Oh yeah, want. And, yeah and talk to us about th- that. What what has yeah. been your experience discussing this with Democrats? Oh, uh, uh, Democrats, you know, in the past, organization, if you want to call these guys Democrats, La Raza has supported school choice. Black Panthers have su- supported school choice. There are lots of pl- people and places that want to educate their own children their own way. And I'm fine with that. They're the parents, not me. So uh, you will find, for example, a very well-known uh, Democrat, Gloria Romero, uh, of, of former Senator Romero. She is a vigorous advocate of uh, school choice. And I believe that she will support our version of it. There are many versions. Um, uh, When you go into the neighborhoods and and if you don't start talking about Donald Trump or Joe Biden, Republican, conservative, if you just go to them and you you ask them, would you be interested in in this program, the universally uh, 99 out of 100 people sign our electronic pre-petition. That's not the formal one, but uh, you know, any of your listeners should go to californiaschoolchoice.org and look up there, sign the petition. That's the digital one before the real one comes out in November. So we are getting 99 out of 100 people because who knew uh, you know, uh, they care more about their children than they do about party. And now uh, I make no bones about it. I'm a conservative. I'm a Republican. I'm a Catholic. I'm not asking anybody to vote for school choice uh, uh, because I want them to be Republican or anything else. How they vote is their business, not mine. But what we need is a better educated populace. And, And let me come back to the big issue here. Here's why this is nonpartisan. Right now in California, <laughs> you know, we call it school choice. This operation that they're running right now, Kevin, how in the world is it a school? You know, if you're 47, 48th in the nation, and if you're in LAUSD, Los Angeles Unified School District, or it's equivalent down there in San Diego, where you're, at, you're at the, literally at the bottom of the bottom of the bottom, of the heap. And that's what phony uh, testing standards, which have been dumbed down over the decades. What these kids don't know is is amazing. They shouldn't even be able to call themselves schools. But here's our, our problem. We're bringing in all kinds of people from all kinds of places, and we're not giving them or anybody else the tools that they need to participate fully in our economy 
and in our, 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 our society and in our Republican form of government <clears throat> with this hollowed out. It's over the left a little. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Go ahead. Sorry. That was, <clears throat> that right. was just a yeah, keep going. No, no problem. What we're uh, what what we're dealing dealing with here is a hollowing out of our society with a lot of people grouped at the bottom, a lot of people grouped at the top. When in fact, America has always depended upon economic, social, and political mobility, and the the irreducible condition preceding to that is education, literacy. If we don't educate our children, all of them, no exceptions, I don't care whether they're legal, illegal, or, or what their sex orientation, religion, I don't care how their parents vote, that's what our country requires in order to survive. Mm. And right now, we are no longer, uh, no longer there. And when you consider all the people that we brought in from other countries, we've done nothing to actually assimilate them. So they come here and they still remain alien, quote unquote. That is, they are still something other than you and me. That's why the root word of alien is other, somebody other than us. They never get uh, assimilated and they never get the job uh, skills they need. They never get the language schools that they need. And we end up with this chaos that we have in our society. And believe me, the teachers unions are presiding over all this. Those people don't care. They well, don't that, give a darn. Yeah. And that and that kind of uh, is kind of a segue into into the next subject here, which is that, yeah. you know, you you said that it was all the way back in the 90s when you uh, tried to get a bill passed, uh, you know, in California. Yeah. And you've been passionate about this for a long time. A lot of people gave up hope yes. and said, hey, this is never going to happen in California. Right. Um, what makes you feel like it's different this time than it was before? Well, yeah, these clowns overplayed their hand. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's, uh, remember that old joke, if a tree falls in a forest and no one's there to hear, did it really make a sound? Yeah. Well, if a teacher doesn't teach, how the hell do you call them a teacher, right? <laughs> so those people, you know, uh, part of the, the overall Corona con, shut down the schools, they shut everything else down, refused to go back to work and imposed conditions that could not be met. And they kept moving the goalposts, changing the rules, everything else. And they're still only about halfway back. But if you're only overall in this state, 47th in the country, why bother? Right. Yeah. Why don't we just end, end, end this joke and, and, and give your kids back, give your money back and you go make your own arrangements. Yeah. So these people are just horrid. I mean, they look bad. They look angry. And for the first time on TV uh, in the home, the parents got a load of those people that were teaching them. And they found out what a motley crew they were and how little real learning was going on. And on top of it, after paying their taxes, people found them. Yeah, uh, We went from one teacher in a classroom with 25 kids and one teaching assistant to one teacher working three hours on TV and 25 teacher assistants called parents, right? Mm -hmm. yep. So, you know, they won't do their job. They insist that you pay taxes and then do their job for them on top of it. And people are right up to here. So what happened next? It went on and on and on along with the rest of this Corona con. And uh, finally, the parents hit the streets 
and this happened more in affluent communities than, than elsewhere, they hit the streets to protest it. Nothing happened, of course. You know, so then they went to the school boards. And the school boards, all of whom had been elected with teacher union money, right? And yep. don't cross the street with, without uh, permission from the teacher union. They, they held up their hands. Oh, our hands are tied. Well, who tied them, right? Answered the, the, the teacher unions. So they said, well, this isn't working. I tell you what, why don't we recall them? So then they, uh, they got out. They found out just how long and expensive and uncertain a recall is because the only thing that you do is replace one moron with another, right? So he said, well, you know, Americans are dumb. They'll try a lot of things. Well, that didn't work. So all this is going through. So finally, they said, you know something? You know, we ought to just figure out a way to get our money and get our kids to go someplace else. And people started looking around. And there, you know, that uh, my, my phone has been ringing for years, but it really started to ring here about 60 to 90 days ago. And right now, parents are no longer demanding that the schools be reopened. Parents are really saying, never again. So a lot of parents will go back maybe to these public schools, but they want the right to take their kids elsewhere because they don't want to put up with this ever again. They learned their lesson. Yeah, and, they're and, much. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and they got a real close look at the leadership of the unions. And yeah. man, so some of those uh, teacher represent, man, th those girls are gnarly, right? Well, well, you know yeah, so the, so the parents finally got a got a uh, really got a grip on what's actually happening for the first time, and they yeah. they've woken up because they have to they have to be aware because they're seeing what's going on with their kids. I mean, I'm a vice principal at a Christian high school, and yeah. we have numerous we have numerous uh, parents coming <laughs> over going, I got to get my kid in a normal school because right. this is a disaster, and so yes. um, uh, it's really a, an amazing thing. So. Uh, so for those of you listening who are just tuning in, my guest is Michael Alexander. He is the founder of the California School Choice uh, Foundation. You can check them out um, on the web. Uh, they are at CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. And, um, and he has put together an initiative to get on the uh, ballot, an Educational Freedom Act which is meant to give students and parents the opportunity to go to the school of their choice, which is really exciting to me. Yes. I think we've been, we've been dying for this. So um, tell, tell our listeners again, uh, Michael, um, when is this going to be on the ballot and what do they have to do to make sure it gets on the ballot? Right. Very good. Thank you. Uh, the initiative is, uh, is going to be on the November, 2022 ballot. Now, before we can do that, we have to submit our petition to the attorney general. There's a regular schedule that we follow. That uh, language of the initiative will be submitted to the attorney general no later than August 1st of this year. Then the attorney general gets to write what they call title and summary. You ever see those paragraphs at the top of the bill that says what the bill's all about? Mm -hmm. well, well, in there, they will say that, uh, you know, the school choice bill calls for human sacrifice and, and, and whatnot torture and, and the Republic will collapse and the rest of Western civilization with it, yada, yada. Okay. So yeah. I get back that phony title and summary about 45 or 60 days, bottom line, 
will probably be going out for real, what we call wet signatures on, on the petition. So uh, then we have 180 days to collect uh, a million valid signatures. We'll, we'll collect 1.5 million to make sure submit it. And then once approved all the signatures, it'll be on the November ballot. Now, what can people uh, uh, do? How do you get this money? What do I do now? Simple. You go to CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. Make sure I know who you are. Uh, go on there. Give me your name. I have a digital pre-petition. That is uh, a statement of support. Sign that statement of support because that helps me tell everybody in the state, and we're talking about the, the, the big contributors especially that, that need to come, that there's broad support for this. The number three, you can give me some love, all right? So you can go on there, you can make a donation. Make it a monthly donation, two, five, 10, $20 a month, 100, whatever you got, write, write a big check if you can. But everybody who is, uh, uh, who is condemned to a school should invest in their future, especially those who are already in private schools. Invest in your future, not only your financial future, but that of the rest of the state. Because even if you're happy with your circumstance, we've got millions of kids coming out of this system that are not ready to do anything. And we're just creating a larger and larger dependent uh, uh, class that uh, uh, just cannot do any, anything. You know, it's just absolutely outrageous. And yeah. this, this applies at, uh, to everyone. And if you're, you're, in, if you're uh, Christian oriented, bear in mind that we, have, that, that we, that we have a special obligation to the poor uh, and to those who cannot speak effectively for themselves to take this action and make sure that we have a future because whether we like it or not, their future is our future. And that's the way that it is. And when you have all these people circling around and pandering to these folks in a language that we don't understand, and they lie to people in Spanish about us, then lie, in, lie about them to us in English. That's the game. We have to end that game. And, and, uh, and we can do all of this with basic old American principles. That's what's important. And, uh, and, and it's going to lead to an incredible innovation in, in education because now the money will flow into it and private schools that maybe are not able to, uh, to do all the things for their students that they would like to, they'll have a little bit more money to work with. Um, uh, some schools, you know, for example, some of the private schools, uh, you might have a lot of parents who might be able to come up with $5,000, but they can't come up with 10, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or parents who go to a school that's 20,000 a year, they might be able to come up with 10, but it can't be 20. Well, now here's 12, five. Yeah. And a lot of folks will, will just put it in, you know, they'll save money because some of those like K through six, those are the cheapest years to teach kids and uh, you should be able to save a little bit of money for college yep. and, uh, and so forth. But uh, you, I know you have other questions. Go ahead. 
Yeah. You know, our, our school gives away 500,000 over $500,000 in scholarships every year. I mean, and, and just to survive for a Christian school to survive is very, very difficult. Um, because, because of the fact that, um, if you're not serving a real rich community, um, it is very difficult people who are very affluent. And so, um, this kind of thing makes a gigantic difference in the ability to serve the people that actually need to be served and to really be able to provide a high quality education. Um, That's right. You know, a lot of people, though, Michael Alexander, there's a lot of people are saying things like, well, if you do this, you're going to take so much money out of the public schools that you're going to make the public schools even worse than they already are. And um, impossible. <laughs> what, so, what do you mean? They're going to go to 50 from 48? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Don't play with my emotions here. No, those clowns. Yeah. You know, I, I get that all the time. Oh, you're going to ruin public schools. And I say, hey, look, people, you guys already did that. Right. Why do you think but, that but, is? What, why do you think that the public schools have gotten so horrible? I heard that about one third of the students in uh, L.A. County actually drop out of school. Something like one third or. or oh, something. it's higher than that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. LAUSD has a dropout rate of, of, of about 50 percent. They only graduate about 50 percent of their kids and, and the other 50 uh, are, are barely functional. Right. Yeah, they, you know, so they're not coming out of there ready, ready for college. You should talk with some of the people that run the city, uh, uh, the community colleges. Yeah, you know, they don't. They used to put put the the new arrivals. You know, they're 19 years old. They're adults now. They should be back in grammar school, except you can't have adults mixed in with children, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so. So they take these uh, uh, these people, and uh, you know, they're they're now eighteen. They're they're adults. They put them into community colleges, and and and, and over half of the entrance they had to put into remedial. Well, the school teacher, Eunice, got to them and said, "Hey, look, you got to quit talking about this remedial stuff. You're making us look bad, right?" Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what they're what they call it now. So like all bureaucrats, uh, they change change it, you know. The, the problem is, uh, you know, for a lot of folks here uh, is that they think that the public so-called school system is, in fact, about schools. Well, it's not. It's about the people and the special interests who run them. And they, because of the way California law is structured, 40 percent of all tax revenue is earmarked for the so-called school system. Now, they don't have to educate. They've got no competition. So they just keep expanding the enterprise, charging more money, and they get on TV and lie. They just lie. Yeah, and, and, and the people who know this best are not the suburban, uh, relatively affluent parents that might bring their children to you to educate them, Kevin. The people who know this best are, are the mothers and the fathers in the inner city schools. They know that that system doesn't care about them. And, and, you know, it's easy for them to conclude, Kevin, that you and I don't care about them either. Because from year to year to year, these children and these families are condemned to that system, which, which is an outrage. It's a moral outrage, the whole damn thing down there. And then they come to think that you and I don't care because they're not getting along. Well, we care, but we haven't found a way to influence that system. The only way is school choice. And this is our opportunity for us to go in to any neighborhood, 
any zip code, any church, any organization, any home, and tell them we're here to fix that problem because your children have a right to education. You don't have to vote for me. You don't have to worship at the same place I do. You don't even have to like me. <laughs> what you have to do is to vote for your kid. Yeah. That's what you got to do. And lo and behold, you know, that's the way most folks feel. So all of this, not you should talk with the black parents. Man, are they on fire? They are just nuts about this so-called sex ed and the complete failure to educate their children. Yeah. So, you know, this is this is a total and complete outrage. So they kick in their propaganda machine. Yeah. Uh, and they help help fund it. You know, they could probably go spend two hundred million dollars to beat us here, Kevin. They're not going to win. I can make them spend all that money. All right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they so, got it. And they get the uh, book publishers and all the rest of the special interests to, to come in here and claim that I'm ruining the schools. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I've been running them for 30 years. If I ran them, I'd fire them. All of yeah, them, yeah. every last one. But well, yeah, I mean, I've been I've been talking to a lot of a lot of the people on the radio um, recently uh, who are yeah. working against what's happening in the, the school system with sex education, with uh, yes. uh, CRT, the critical race theory and the historical mm -hmm. revisionism, all that <laughs> stuff who are fighting that. And um, that's how I even found out about what you were doing is because one of my guests mentioned uh, what you're trying to do in, in 2022. And yes. um, I think that's that, that we need to get the word out about this. Um, what, what are your strategies here for networking and getting um, more and more people in the know on this and reaching, reaching out to both sides of the aisle, of, you know, Republican and Democrat to, to uh, make them aware so that they're not deceived by, by uh, the people on the left who want to shut this down or the teachers unions that would love to shut this down? Yeah, great question. And, and this brings us to the crux of what we're doing. School choice is a good idea now, and it always has been. What we have had is entrenched interest out there to oppose it by lying. Let me start by, by examining for a moment why certain initiatives fail. What happens there are a lot of good people in this state who come up with good ideas, and they'll gather some people around them. They'll get some money together, and if it's a good enough idea, they'll be able to go out and find some larger contributors uh, who will help them get an initiative on the ballot. But they spend all their time and all their money getting it on the ballot, getting it qualified. Then they come down to May, June, July of election year. They're exhausted. They're broke. Nobody's there to come. Now they've got to pass it. And in 90 or 120 days, <clears throat> they have to suddenly create a grassroots network because they don't have 50 or hundred million dollars or 200 in cash to fight the teachers unions and the rest of the special interests and all the rest of the communists who are going to come out here and oppose this. All right. So what we've done, and this is hugely important. <clears throat> what we've done is to create the structure of the grassroots organization. Now we dragged and dropped phase three, to phase one, and that's what we've been doing and building. So the way that we get this passed is that, for example, in your school out there, 
what I need is a team leader who will recruit two or three other parents with them, and they will be the people who are embedded in that school, and their job will be to get as many parents as possible to sign my, my statement of support on the, on the system right now. Give a little bit. This is, not a, this is not a funding pitch here, per se, but give me some of that little bit of money so I can go tell the big guys that my people are in. They don't have much, but they're in, you know, and they're giving what they can each month on top of everything else. Do that and then stand by because when that petition is approved by the attorney general, then it's going to be up on the Internet. We'll have video instructions and everything else. And now you go back to all those people that you recruited within that school. And there you get their signatures on that petition, the wet, the wet signatures. Then you work together to volunteer to go out to supermarkets, standout churches. I need a team inside of every school, every parish, every private school, every organization, uh, you know, every block, zip code, mailbox. I need somebody in charge of that because what we're up against, folks, pay close attention. What you, what you think of as a public school system, what you think of as teachers' unions, is nothing but a precinct operation. And those 350,000 members of the California so-called Teachers Association, each of them contributes $1,000 a year. Now, even if you went to one of their schools and you can't do multiplication, Whip out your Obama phones and plug that number in there. And that comes to $350 million per year. Oh, geez. 700 million. Yeah, hello. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yeah. Uh, $700 million every two years. And they'll spend it all and then some to beat us. And yeah. those 350,000 uh, members of the CTA are spread out over 10,000 schools. Again, Whip out that uh, Obama phone, clear the calculator, and divide it, and you come up with an average of 35 California Teachers Association union members in every school. Now, those are precinct workers, yeah. and they're going to send stuff home in the go-home bags, right? And they're going to badmouth me. Uh, they're going to do everything. It's going to be fun, you know, but uh, uh, you know, they're going to run this down, and how, you know, uh, Alexander wants to bundle you up and send you back to Mexico, right? They're going to say every lie possible. It's racist, don't you know? Uh, it's going to be hard to persuade parents, but that means that I have to have parents out in the, in the traffic circle, the pickups. I've got to have people in PTA who know, say, hey, look, don't let them tell you this stuff. You know, we're going to get you $12,500 each year. Por año por niño. Right? And if they want to, and if yeah. they want to keep going to the public schools, it's not that they can't go. If they want to put their money into that, they can do that. Kevin, to paraphrase a famous man, if you like your public school, that's great. Right? Stay yeah. there. Yeah. You don't have to leave. Stay there. Right. So yeah. what about, so Michael, what about, um, yeah. what about teachers? Let's say, you know, I've got a lot of friends that are teachers in yeah. public school and, and uh, you know, 
And if we have this conversation, what am I supposed to say to them to, to help them understand that, hey, this is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Um, well, tell them to go to work, first of all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Get back to work and earn your pay. They're not allowed to go. They're not allowed. Pay. They're not allowed to go back to work. <laughs> right. Well, they got to teach on, they got to teach, teach on the internet. Tell, tell them to drop out of the union. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah here, let, let's do some, uh, uh, th this can be hard uh, for some of them, but let's just, uh, to make the example easy to understand, let's take the average class size uh, throughout California. It's about 25. Uh, what's your class size there at your Christian school? Uh, about 25? Yeah, about the average is probably somewhere around between 20 and 25. Yeah, depends on how many customers got the money to attend your school this month. I know. Yeah. Uh, but you, with, with tuition, you say, okay, we'll hold it at 25. And let's further assume class that instead of $12,500, there's only going to be $10,000 per student. So that means that that classroom will potentially generate potentially $250,000 revenue each year. Now, that's for one teacher in a private school. You don't have all the rest of that overhead. You've, you, you've got one teacher, a school secretary, maybe a principal or a vice principal. You guys are lean and you're mean and you're good. So now, do you think that you can pay that, that a good teacher could make the same in a private school. She can probably make more if she's oh, any yeah. good. Yeah. And the idiots, well, you know, hopefully they'll they'll go out on, you know, you'll you'll see them at Home Depot, you know, waiting for a service truck to come by. You know, although they have bad, terrible work habits. So I don't know if any contractor want to hire them, but they can take their shots, you know. Uh <laughs> so the, uh, so um also along those same lines, you know, um yeah. how how quickly, let's say this passes in November of 2022, that this passes. Um, yes. When does that go into effect? Uh, how quickly would that go into effect for, on a uh, statewide well, basis? Yeah, we're, we're looking at that. It'll take some time to get the paperwork in order and so mm -hmm. forth. But we're probably looking at uh, the following school year, fall uh, of 22. I mean, uh, you, you know. Uh, 2023. You know, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fall of 23. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. You know, it had passed at 22. Uh, you know, they, they there's some uh, uh, some systems that have to be set up. You'd have to establish a criteria. Uh, we'll make sure they have to do it fast. So and that is they're this, online. is this, you know, in a lot of states, they're doing this primarily for low income um, families. So, right. You have to make less than a certain amount of money before you're able to get that that uh, credit. Um, so would, would this California? No, it's universal. Oh. Everybody goes to public school without paying tuition right now. Yeah. Okay. So if you're, if you're J Paul Getty's kid, you can go down to the local public school, walk in, everybody gets a public education. We're not changing that. It's universal. What we're doing is letting the money follow the child rather than the politicians and uh uh in the zip codes right we're getting the kids out of that zip code that's going to be uh, uh, you know just uh, phenomenal but we will not have uh, income qualifications here we believe uh, uh that that it is un-american and it's exactly the opposite of what we need we don't need unequal treatment 
in the schools. What we need is equal opportunity to quality education. And that's what we're doing. And, and uh, I speak with a lot of black folks. I speak with a lot of Latinos and so forth. And so far, nobody has said, oh, that's a great program. I like that. You know, I said, but I don't want any of that freedom. I don't want that 12,500. I don't want my child uh, going to a, to a school where he's uh, safe and getting a good education. If the white man's going to get the same or yeah. the rich man's going to get. No, I, I haven't had anybody tell me that. They don't care. All this class conflict and garbage is, is stuff. I, I, it just doesn't exist. Uh, do you know any black person that wants to kill you? Do you know any Latino person? Uh, you know, they hate the grant. I don't know any such people, right? But they keep it going in the press. And the fact is, is that when we meet each other at Little League games uh, and, and in our communities or in church, right, we don't have those problems. No. Uh, yeah, you know, that's uh, especially Catholic churches. I mean, we got plenty of poor people, same place we go to worship. I don't yeah. fear for my life when I go there. This is nonsense. And we have, you know, and everything that these people are out there saying is nothing but a fraud, a hustle, and a con. And mm -hmm. we just need to tell them no. We need to take our children, take our money, and, and, and go. That, yeah. That's what we have to, the time is now. Yeah, it is. Them, there, yeah. there is no better time um, based on what's happened right now. It's like, it's like God has opened the door wide open here for us to take this opportunity to, to make this happen. And so I think it's incredible Absolutely. what you're doing. And I'm, I'm, I, I've been on board with this forever, uh, just trying yes. to figure out a way uh, to reach kids in the schools, because I just feel like uh, they're, they're uh, dying for a drop of water out there. But, they are. Um, but uh, so uh, Michael, um, for those of you listening, my guest is Michael Alexander, CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. And um, he's got a, a ballot uh, initiative here, uh, which is the Educational Freedom Act, giving parents and students the chance to go to whatever school they want. They get a $12,500 credit uh, per year. And um, they take that money and they can go wherever they want, whether that's charter school, public school, private school, whatever the case. And, um, yes. and, and I want to, I mean, I want to partner up with you here and do, do whatever I can to Perfect. support this because I think it's incredible and I'm going to make a flyer for it and everything and see if I can get it out Excellent. in my own community. But, um, so if people want to connect with you and work with you and uh, support you, they go to californiaschoolchoice.org <laughs> and, um, you're looking for people to kind of act as a uh, kind of network leaders in different communities and to be able to partner up with you and then kind of quickly get the word out. That's correct. We do. Okay. But you know, uh, I, how much time do we have left? Uh, not much time here. Maybe five uh, minutes. Yeah. About five minutes. Okay. Then, then I'll sum up here. Uh, 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 Kevin, I want to thank you first of all, for having me here. There's one la uh, last message that I really want to get across to people. Everybody's busy in your lives. Uh, and, and it's easy to dismiss me and what I'm talking about here is one other thing that you have to do in a busy life. But I want to remind everybody here that when you look around our country, all of us probably listening to your cast, uh, broadcast here would probably subscribe to the notion that America uh, governs itself and that uh, government derives its right to govern from the consent of the governed. Mm. That means two things. First of all, the vote matters. And number two, 
anything that bad that happens in this country, all this garbage that we're looking out here, Kevin, that's on you. That's on me. Mm-hmm. That's on us as citizens. We can't say that citizens own this government and then walk away from responsibility. Now, how do we walk away from responsibility? You walk away from responsibility when you come up an issue this important and you don't go to my website, you don't walk a precinct, you don't sign, you just sit and complain. That is unacceptable. And because of that behavior, our top problem here, Kevin, is not school choice. Our top task is to restore citizenship restore a sense of ownership of our republic and the obligations that's entailed. We are unique and privileged in history. This is our time. This is our job. It's up to us to take this country back. And we do that by first taking back our children, their hearts, their minds, their souls, and dare I say, our money back from those who don't believe in God, don't believe in America, and don't give a darn about your children or their future. And I look forward to working with you, Kevin, and anybody who listens to this broadcast. If you want to reach me personally, go to the website or send an email to Mike at CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. Fantastic. Well, thanks for those of you uh, who listened in here. Um, this is a, I can't overstate how important this issue is. I believe it is the key critical issue in our country today, more than almost any other issue that we're dealing with. If, we were, if we're concerned about the future of the country and where it's going to go, um, this is the issue. Uh, and so uh, please uh, visit his website, californiaschoolchoice.org. Get in touch with him, get, support him. You can also get in touch with me because this is something I'm going to be um, involved with uh, until uh, that day when it's on the ballot So and, and when we get it passed. So um, uh, I hope that you will get involved and, and get charged up about it because it's a difference maker. And uh, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, Michael Alexander, thanks so much for what you're doing, your passion, and for being on the program today. It's a huge blessing. So I appreciate it. You're welcome, Kevin. God bless. God bless you too. Have a great evening.